We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And now, a thought from Geico Motorcycle. It took 15 minutes to take a spirit animal quiz online. Please be the cheetah. Please be the cheetah. And learn your animal isn't the cheetah, but the far less appealing blobfish. Oh, come on. To add insult to injury, you could have used those 15 blobfish minutes to switch your motorcycle insurance to GEICO. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance. Hello everyone, you're listening to the Rotoviz Highlight Reel, brought to you by Draft and MyBookie. My name is Colin Kelly, you can find me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. On the Highlight Reel each week, we feature the top articles on rotoviz.com and get an extended insight into the writer's process and findings. For those of you who don't know, Rotoviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Today I'm delighted to be joined by my fellow host here. We don't host together, but we're <laughs> two hosts of a, a podcast series called The Highlight Reel, myself, Colm Kelly, and then of course, Dave Cabin. Dave, it's great to, to have you aboard the show here as we get to talk. We've had, had a few conversations recently, but it's always uh, fun to, to get together on a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, very glad to be back on The Highlight Reel, this time uh, you know, on the other side of the fence uh, and talking with you, so I uh, get to see what it's like to be one of the guests, so I'm, I'm glad to be on with you. Yeah, so uh, obviously on last Thursday's edition, I was the uh, the guest on that one, <laughs> and you are the host, now I'm the host and you're the guest, and for the listeners listening in, if you heard that show, this show has been recorded literally probably about two and a half minutes after that show, so we're uh, keeping it all together and uh, making the best of technology as we roll these two, two shows together. Of course, it is the holiday season, so uh, of course sometimes we have to try and make uh, the time to fit all these things in so hopefully you're going to enjoy this show and hopefully enjoyed last thursday's edition too but dave you've been pretty busy 
this season. Uh, what's your typical week looking like? It's uh, been very, very busy overall for yourself. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty busy. Been a good season though. But um, so my week, I think it really kind of starts. Uh, you know, on Monday morning, I'm going in. I'm opening my files that are pulling data for the GLSP. So you know, I do two articles a week. The first of which is focused on my. Uh, personal GLSP model that I pulled together because we wanted to have a way to get out a set of projections uh, very early in the week that, uh, you know, wouldn't require uh, some of the inputs that we need for the apps on the site. So Monday morning, I'm pulling that data. I'm getting my apps, my personal apps refreshed, um, getting those to cycle through and build the set of projections. And then, uh, you know, it's really Monday into Tuesday. It's going through all of those, trying to make sense of them, and then uh, work on getting an article up with some quick commentary for Tuesday morning. Uh, in conjunction with that, I'm normally on Monday and Sunday looking ahead to try to get uh, guests lined up for the highlight reel, uh, make sure I'm a week ahead on there so I can keep that schedule, as we talked about, up to date. <laughs> um, and then uh, on Tuesdays... Um, there's an article that I'm helping out with, which is the Best Ball Leaderboard series that uh, Todd has been doing a great job with. And uh, that kind of derived from a uh, concept that Sean and I had talked about in the offseason. So we kind of tweaked it for Best Ball Leagues. Um, so I have a file that I developed uh, you know, some different formulas for to give you a sense of how players have been performing for best ball teams and how you know useful each player have been to come up with this leaderboard. So Tuesdays, I'm refreshing that file, pulling... More data for that, getting that all set and ready to go. And then I start going through every single player on the uh, Gillespie apps on the site. And I'm comparing them uh, with what my model spit out. So there's a lot of comparing and contrasting and digging through playing with the sliders. And that kind of takes through all of Tuesday and Wednesday. And then I get that article finished for Thursday uh, and then at that point, you know, I'm kind of then um, working on my other projects, getting stuff ready for next season. So Monday through uh, Thursday are a bit of a marathon. And then, you know, then it's checking the forums too, which I like to do to make sure if anybody has questions on the articles, I can address them. Yeah, and it's always, uh, you know, people come on these shows, people look at rotavis.com and, they, you know, the articles are up there, but the amount of information, the amount of effort behind the scenes that goes into making those articles as good as they are is just uh, tremendous. It takes days and days. You look at somebody like Ben Gretz and the work he's doing with the... Oh, you know, my the, gosh. It's just insane amount of hours put in behind the scenes to make that article as good as it is. And, uh, you know, it just rec highly recommended on a weekly basis. Everything on the site, though, the guys are putting in the time, putting in the effort, just great information. Of course, as you mentioned, and if there's stuff that you're not sure about and you can go in the forums or you can hit the guys up on Twitter and let them know your thoughts on it and they can work through some of the processes maybe that uh, if something isn't going just like you think it should look uh, whether it's one of the apps or so on and so forth so you mentioned as well uh, you know the, the pollen data I, I personally uh, don't have any apps that I update on a daily basis and I know a lot of the listeners probably in the same base I think that's some that's where I need to go I need to get in on the app and on the app game I need to up my app game for the 2018 season but <laughs> you me you mentioned pollen data yeah uh, just for the listeners uh, if they don't know where where all do you gather that data from so you know on the site the majority of that is handled by uh, josh adhd so we have some different providers that will pull um information from and you know i think it's largely through an api call i think that you actually talked with uh, josh on one episode about that where he could probably break that down but basically you know we have different providers that make their data available uh you know so we have some different computer scripts that you know talk in a 
particular language for that vendor, or that source, and we can pull in the information that way. So for my personal models and a lot of the things that I build, I house that a lot in Excel. So I have um, some different web queries that are set up, which is basically uh, for those Excel nerds out there, uh, there's Visual Basic is an add-in in Excel, which is kind of a computer language of its own that's built right into Excel. So I go in there and I have some coding set up so that each week it's going to go out to the data source that I use. And I have, you know, a slew of different uh, data pools that I want to have set up. It, so the script says, hey, you know, fantasydata.com, uh, it's week 15, pull me all of this different stuff. And then that pulls into a central repository that I have. And then my specific position GLSPs from there uh, are linked up to that kind of master database file that I have. And I go through and I refresh those feeds in my Excel file there. And then I'm ready to go. And uh, then I have my models set up in each one. So that's something that I've been working on streamlining. Uh, And so next season, this was the first year that I was doing that for the site. So before I'd been doing it for myself and I kind of underestimated how long it would take. So I've kind of cleaned up some of my code, uh, removed some steps. Um, so next year I should be able to spit it out quicker. Yeah. And uh, so for any of the listeners, that's just, that's how simple it is to, to do that on a weekly basis. But uh, <laughs> you mentioned Josh and uh, we talked, I broke down a lot of the apps with Josh and he, he explained in great detail. And I remember telling him on the show uh, that I felt like if you've seen the film Limitless when he gets the tablet and he's able to do everything <laughs> so quick and it shows all the graphics going around and everything. Well, I felt a little bit like the graphics and everything were going around, but I didn't have got that. I hadn't got that magic tablet. So it was just do 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 It was yeah. very hard to, to comprehend, comprehend it all. But the more I talk with you, the more I talk with him, the easier it gets to understand. But it's uh, just so much uh, details that go in behind the scenes to make those apps. And I mentioned... Uh, on my parents with you last week that I, I just love the, the GLSP app so so much great uh, information going into that so you've also been doing the, the hosting as I mentioned uh, on this show of course yep. you're doing the hosting now uh, what has it been like uh, you know getting to talk to so many of the, the team members and uh, you know that, that's one of my favorite parts of the show is getting yep. to, to talk to all the guys uh, behind the scenes get their process and what they do on a weekly basis oh it's it's been awesome I think that's been my favorite part of it you know beyond just getting to talk football uh, with these really talented writers each week, just getting to know everybody has been awesome because, you know, we do a lot of work behind the scenes with these people. You know, we're talking all throughout the year. We're, you know, talking in the off season. We're breaking down everything. So just to get to talk people, uh, you know, sometimes face-to-face on Skype and whatnot, it's been awesome. And I've just been so blown away by the depth of knowledge that everybody has and just how smart these people are and how dedicated they are. You know, it's one of those things I find myself every week being like, geez, I need to start going back and do more research. You know, you talk with some of these guys, like everybody I've had on, you know, Hassan, Devin, Court, uh, you know, the list just keeps going on. Jordan Hoover, I feel bad for the people I'm not saying, but like every episode, I'm just blown away by the amount of research that everybody's doing and just how smart they are and how well they're able to contextualize this information and frame it and uh, run you through the analysis and the logic. So I think, you know, just getting to know everybody has been really cool and uh, getting a sense, you know, of everybody's own personality. Uh, And I think that, you know, taking little pieces of things that I learned because I really am learning something each episode from these people 
uh, and I'm putting it into my process moving forward. I feel like in 2018, I'm going to do better than I did in 17 because of a lot of the things I learned just chatting with these people on the show. And then, you know, lots of times my wife asks, how long do you think this is going to be? Oh, you know, half hour, 40 <laughs> minutes. And then, you know, I end up talking to like Hassan, like we were on for like two and a half hours and finally I was like, yeah. all right, I got to go. My wife's going to kill me. But, uh, you know, it's just been great getting to meet everybody. Oh man, I know how you feel. It just and I talked to Hassan a couple of weeks ago, and it was the exact same thing. And I say, especially with this show, the highlight reads meant to be like a twenty-five minute episode. Yeah. And we say, yeah, yeah, I'll be back up. Uh, put the dinner on. I'll be ready. I'll be back up in uh, thirty minutes. And then it's like the dinner's cold. It's sitting on the table, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's not very happy with uh, me. But uh, it's uh, it's been great. Now you mentioned learning from all the guys, and you mentioned as well how smart all the guys are. I think that's what makes us at Roto is keep trying to work harder to get better. Because because we're looking, you know, I'll be saying, oh, Dave done an awesome job on the podcast, try and make my podcast better. Somebody done an awesome article on the site, try and make mine's better than that next week. And you're always trying to learn. So that there obviously makes everything grow at the same time and everything get better. So it's just uh, fantastic to be a part of it all. Uh, with that, I mentioned, uh, obviously, rotoviz.com uh, and rotoviz radio. Well, rotoviz.com has a fantastic NFL pass and you can get 30% off right now through the NFL podcast homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. This is available to podcast listeners only so uh, you can save yourself that 30 percent discount it is the holiday season the perfect time to go and get that for yourself so uh, buy yourself a little gift uh, and uh, get yourself 30 percent off the nfl pass and that is uh, all the nfl content all the nfl tools up there that we've already talked about we'll be talking about them a little bit more in a moment it also helps us support the podcast network so that is obviously a fantastic help to us as well so uh, head on over get that 30 percent discount for the nfl pass at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast uh, so you've been spending a lot of time as you mentioned working on the glsp uh, apps and uh, you know getting the projections down what are some of the things you've learned that uh, you mentioned in the 2017 season uh, <laughs> so we'll we'll mention what you learned first and then later on we'll talk about what we can make better in 2018 yeah i think that one key thing that I've taken away from spending so much time in these apps and then trying to create one that would kind of mirror what we have on the site um, is just getting an appreciation for how much more useful the apps can become if you go in and you play with the filters. You know, so for example, if I'm looking at a running back, uh, you know, I can really customize that projection by playing with the amount of touches that he might get in a particular week. And then it's really important to go in and toggle that recent game filter. And um, that's for a couple of reasons. It's because as you are lowering or expanding that, you're changing that player's average uh, from his game log, which is used to generate those comparable matchups. So, you know, a player who has been in the last eight games, you know, seeing a lot more work than he was in the first eight, you're only going to want to look at that range. Now, you might think that you're casting this wider net and getting more information. But really what you need to do is identify to some degree, you know, what you should reasonably expect from that player. And then when you nail down that kind of, you know, spot that feels right. So if you think for a certain player, his last six weeks have been more reflective than looking at the whole season. And a lot of that's with position. I think running back, you probably want to look a little bit lower quarterback. I tend to look further out. Um, but, you know, if you find that, that that six spots feels right for a player, those six recent games, you then want to drag that recent game slider and look maybe at five, six, seven, eight weeks. And the reason for that is because the way that these apps are functioning is they're looking at that game log and those averages for the defense and for the player. And then they're finding how those comparables did in those matchups. And every once in a while, you're going to see a player who 
their comparables just had monster weeks for some odd reason. And that's if you're looking at week eight. But if you look at week six and seven and nine that are around it, you're not going to see those anomalies. So looking at those four weeks is going to give you a better sense of what you can expect than just that one week. Uh, and, you know, I'd probably have to write a whole article on how this happens because sometimes you too, you can see it um, like in my model versus what we might have on the site. Like if you just look at the default, you're going to say, why is it not agreeing with my model? But if you expand and you play with the filters, you can see the picture kind of coalesce. So it's recognizing, you know, that the more you go in and the more you play with these, the more information you're going to have. And uh, I think that's just a great breakdown of it. Uh, then I'm going to get the, we'll go worst first. Uh, let's uh, hit me with some of your worst calls of the season. <laughs> oh, man. You know, this is a tough one. There's been a number of, uh, of bad calls. But I think that week 14 uh, really stood out to me. Um, that was because, you know, it's a pivotal week, and I was very down on Dak Prescott. The site GLSP did not like him. Mine didn't particularly like him. And we'd seen from Dak some weeks where he had disappeared. And I said, you know, he has a low floor this week. I think he could very easily disappear again. Well, what does he do? He goes out and scores 27 points and finishes as QB3. So hopefully, uh, you know, people that played him still managed to make the playoffs and then that same week at tight end, and tight end can be, I, I, I've had the most trouble um, in pinpointing my surprisingly good pick and my surprisingly bad pick at tight end because, you know, it's a position where the scores are more concentrated than they might be with others. You know, lots of times you're seeing guys somewhere between 7 to 13 points. Uh, but anyways, in week 14, my surprisingly good play was Julius Thomas, who only finished uh, with three points, and I said that you should play him over Jared Cook, who ended up scoring 19 points and was tight end three, who I said, you know, no matter what, you should go out, uh, forget about the name, and get some of those lower-level guys. So that that was a rough one. Uh, I also remember in week three, Eli Rogers was crushing it in the models, and I said you should, like, really get him in and start him. And then another one was the week of Thanksgiving. Blake Bortles was matched up with the Cardinals. A lot of people thought it was a good matchup at the time. The Cardinals were allowing the six most fantasy points to quarterbacks. The uh, GLSP didn't like him. What does Bortles do? This one, I have to say, though, I couldn't have seen coming. He rushed for two rushing touchdowns and over 60 yards, which was the best performance of his career from a ground game standpoint. So I was really tilting on that one because I felt like, you know, I had it right. I just couldn't have anticipated that kind of performance. Yeah, and uh, of course, in uh, week week uh, fifteen again, he uh, he tore through it again. So it's uh, it's been a strange season from uh, Blake Bortles. But uh, of course, those are some bad calls. But uh, we wanted to get some good calls now as we head into the playoffs, head into the bowl season in college football, and you can do that with my bookie. Uh, I've used my bookie all season long. I find that they're probably one of the best calls I've made this season. And uh, <laughs> you know that they're very very uh, trustworthy. I've never had any issues with them getting payouts. They have great odds on every matchup, and you know it's just a uh, fantastic site very interactive site easy to use mybookie.ag is where you can find them if you sign up now this week using our promo code roto recap that will help you activate an offer that gives you up to 50 percent bonus while signing up so getting free money just for signing up using that code roto recap of course mybookie.ag is the site lots of games coming up now and maybe your team is out of the uh, the playoff run but you can watch those games you know wildcard weekend is so much fun but if you have a couple of dollars uh, on those games it just makes it a hell of a lot more interesting maybe you put on a, a parlay and have a couple of those games running to 
together and you can <laughs> when it gets to those late <laughs> games on a Sunday night and you have a couple of beers uh, in your system as well it's just so much fun to watch those games and uh, uh, shout at the TV for a little bit so that is mybookie.ag that promo code is Roto Recap. so when we uh, you know get back into things I, I already kind of I crushed you with your worst calls of the season. Uh, let's get uh, some positivity back in into Dave here. What's your best calls of the season? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, as you might guess, I've jotted down more names that stood out to me from the season for the good calls and the worst ones. But I think you know the interesting thing was in week fourteen, as bad as some of those calls were, I know that I did help out some people because my surprisingly good wide receiver was Demarius Thomas, who I think finished as wide receiver six. And I had Stefan Diggs as my surprisingly bad call saying for a lot of teams, you know, he's not necessarily a must sit, but you might not want to start him. You might have better options. And I know that a number of people I talked with on Twitter and in the forums were choosing between the two on their team. So it seemed like a lot of people were in that spot. And that was one where we got it right. Uh, So I was pleased with that. Um, you know, another one that stood out too was uh, Kyle Rudolph the week of Thanksgiving. He was the poster boy for my article. He went out, scored two touchdowns. Uh, which I think, you know, was a key one because sometimes people worry about playing those guys on the short week, but that was one where both models said, no, like, you got to get him in there. Um, And for DFS, it was probably a helpful pick as well uh, for those of you trying to get in on the uh, Thanksgiving games. And then the other cool things were early on in the season, my model identified some guys like Deshaun Watson. It was on early that it really liked and got a couple of his big performances before he got hurt. Uh, It also had Cooper Cup the week of Thanksgiving, and uh, he, Robbie Anderson, Rashard Matthews, um, it had been on those type of guys early. Uh, So it was a couple of weeks, too, where we kind of headed the game on rostering those guys and getting them into our lineups. Um, You know, so there were some misses and some hits, but those are the ones that stood out. Yeah, tailed off a little bit with Matthews with his injuries during the season, but earlier in the yeah. season, as you mentioned with Robbie Anderson as well, those guys were just uh, crushing it on a weekly basis. So uh, you know, just uh, good good calls there oh, from you. And, and one yeah, more, actually, I have to mention it before I forget. It nailed uh, Robert Woods. Uh, I don't remember what week it was, but I I nailed it with him, and uh, he scored thirty seven points and finished as wide receiver one. Also. My model is loving him uh, for the week uh, 16 matchup. So I think he's going to be the uh, finals MVP. Uh, I forget if this is actually going to air after that will yeah, have happened. Yeah, I'm just going to so I'm I'm going to sound right or I'm going to sound wrong, but I'm pleased with my uh, call from earlier in the season. Yeah, I'm just going to say that obviously this has gone out after that week 16 game. So uh, Dave is either an absolute genius or he's... Uh, had another bad call we'll see which one it is uh, <laughs> as we get get into the towards the uh, last week of the season but of course uh, you know you mentioned already earlier some of the things you learned from the GLSP apps and what uh, you know maybe you thought could be better but yep. what uh, is your process for tweaking them for the 2018 season for all the users on uh, rotaviz.com I think one of the things that I'm going to do is on the early model um, now that I've been able to make some improvements to the speed and how long it takes for me to get everything updated and then not only updated but just to run because it has to cycle through every player individually um and i've been able to like get it to the point where now i can do it in a couple of minutes what i'm going to look to do is probably have it uh look at four weeks six weeks eight weeks i'm gonna have to do the math to determine exactly when i should to see you know where i get the best results and i um 
you know, have the best fit for my model there. Uh, but so it's probably going to look to balance those weeks so we don't get any of those anomalies. Like I mentioned, where if you're only running it for one week, there might be a couple players in that comparable matchup search that for whatever reason just happen to hit with monsters on that week but aren't representative of what you would see if you looked over maybe a four-week span. So I'm probably going to do that to kind of give us, you know, a little bit different a view of things a little bit smoothed out for that projection earlier on in the week because I think that that uh, is a great way to kind of hone in on guys that you should be focusing on looking to play or to maybe sit and then you take that you know preliminary projection you go and you do more research so that's yeah. probably one of the things that I'm look to improve next year yeah, that's what I always try and do early in the week. Find out who you like and who you don't like. And then, as I mentioned with the GLSP, when you click on it and it gives you a different perspective than what you think, it makes yep. you dive a little bit more deeper into it and process all that. And you mentioned the word uh, smoothly, and I mentioned it a lot when I done uh, the show with you last week. Smoothly and efficiently are two things that I always try and uh, get. If things are smooth, you don't have a lot of headaches. And if things are efficient, then they tend to run smooth. So that's all about you know trying to make the process as uh, smooth and as efficient as possible. And I think that's what you'll be looking as you move uh, through into the next season of course um, you know the the season is nearly over and there's only uh, well we're into week 17 now there's one week left in the regular season and of course we've been uh, sponsored by draft all season long and of course if your season everyone's season's over now unless you're playing in week 17 and there's no leagues that i play in the end in week 17 maybe some of the ones you do those leagues I try to tend to recommend not being in them for next season because the problem is you'll find that somebody's sitting, they're starters, they're waiting for the playoffs, they're, everything's sealed up, they don't need to worry about anything and then you have someone of your star players that uh, has been rested up and you can't put him in, you're on the waiver wire trying to see who you can make as your starting wide receiver yep. in the in the fantasy championship. So try and avoid that. But if you're playing on draft, you don't have to worry about that. It's weekly best ball uh, done with a snake draft format just like you do with your friends and uh, you can join the game in just minutes. All you have to do is say, draft in the app store or else you can go and play on your computer at playdraft.com whichever way you prefer and for a limited time only and i believe this will be the last week where you can get that free entry on draft with your first deposit just use the code rv radio play for real money for free with that promo code as i mentioned there rv radio on your first deposit and draft i'd highly recommend checking it out you don't have to worry about the injuries you can just go get the snake draft rolling it only takes a couple of minutes to get the draft done and have a lot of fun here in week 17 because you know, the fantasy season is over, but we still need that fantasy buzz to watch these games coming up, and I would highly recommend it as we get ready for the New Year's festivities and have a couple of dollars in a draft league. The drafts start from only $1, so uh, head on over there, get involved, have some fun this weekend with draft. Once again, promo code is RV Radio. So uh, I'm going to get your uh, kind of opinion on some of the, the rotoviz. I always like just getting people's opinions on fantasy football. I like getting their opinions and, of course, on rotoviz and rotoviz radio. Is there one aspect of rotoviz that you uh, really uh, appreciate that you think might not be obvious to the outsiders or even the readers on rotoviz that haven't been reading the site uh, over the last number of years? Maybe this is the first season they've come on board. Is there anything that really stands out for you that uh, you, you really like uh, and appreciate on a, a week-to-week basis? Definitely. I think that, uh, you know, it's probably a surprising one, you know, as you said in the question that, you know, if somebody's not subscribing or if they're new, they wouldn't know. But I think it's just the community of readers that we have because we have a lot of very, very smart readers that, you know, will challenge us in the forums. And I think that that creates, you know, a drive in the articles that we have to make sure that we're addressing objections 
you know, in the article and pushing ourselves to think about why we could be wrong, where we could be wrong, what we could do better. So, you know, it's kind of that that makes us better as writers, but also it creates some really good conversation in the forums and helps us to, you know, think of new ideas, new things that we should be looking at, new ways we can analyze things. So I think that, you know, the readers actually... Uh, you know, are one of the cool parts of the site. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, as I said, there's a lot of really smart and talented people in the forums that are bringing a unique perspective and they're helping out other readers and they're just generating a great conversation. So for me, that's one of those things you're not going to notice from the surface, but it's one of those things that kind of, for me, at least helped to get me hooked. You know, I didn't participate writing too much in the forums, but in addition to the content, you know, before I was a writer for Rotoviz, I was always checking those out too. And people are very quick to help you out if there's anything, you know, you're looking for a second opinion on your dynasty team or you're not sure who you should target in waivers in a specific scoring setting. So that's one of those things that's huge. Yeah, the community around it is uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, when we're looking then at the the season in general, we are at the very very tail end of it. What's your biggest takeaway from the the twenty seventeen season from a from a fantasy standpoint? I think the thing, at least for me, that I took away is I need to take more chances on my teams. You know, too often I was getting to rounds maybe ten of the draft, and I was looking for guys that had production I knew that I could expect, and I was going against my old mantra. So my brother. Uh, always went with a very conservative approach. And I'd say, you know, Mike, like you're ensuring that you're going to have a floor, but you're getting in no upside. And he likes what he calls known entities, which are the Frank Gores of the world or like guys <laughs> like Anquan Bolden used to be, where there was a baseline level of production. But I think I got away from going and finding upside in my roster this year. And what I've come to realize, you know, is those points, uh, and Cord and I talked about this last week, and he really uh, broke it down for me well, saying, you know, like, if you're going for Frank Gore, you're not getting Alvin Kamara. You're not getting Kareem Hunt before the Spencer Ware injury. And that was where things kind of went off the rails for me last year. So it's it's really recognizing that one of the major reasons I did good in the past was because I was taking chances, uh, you know, once we got out of the early rounds of the draft. And, you know, that's how you're finding those guys. You know, you're getting the Carson Wentz. You're getting the guys that you're not necessarily expecting. And keeping in mind, as we talk about a lot, there's so many things that we don't know. We're not perfect at projecting. So, you know, you got to make sure that you're not ruling out those guys that you're not feeling good about entirely. So I think next year I'm just going to take more chances and make sure that, uh, you know, I'm not overlooking players on every team that I have just because, you know, I don't know what I can expect from them. Yeah, and we talked uh, on my show, my edition, uh, last week with Anthony Amico, and we were talking about where high-scoring weeks come from. And that was kind of what he hinted at, you know, that sometimes we're going for the safe floor, but what we need to go is for those teams that are going to, those players that are have the opportunity to really spike in value. You know, you're, you're drafting them in the 11th, 12th round, and they end up having a fifth-round valuation at the end of the year. That's really what you want to have, those big high-scoring weeks that are going to get you over the line. And, of course, we, we want to play to win a championship, we, or, you know, to win that league that week in, in, in DFS. We do want to play to finish middle of the pack or to get to the playoffs and then lose which has happened to me in a couple of leagues this year but <laughs> that, that's not what we want we want to get over the line and uh, win it all so uh, that is of course the ultimate goal so uh, as we look into the off season we're we're starting to, to starting to look that way uh, what's your plans moving forward is there anything out of the apps or is it just going to be a, a constant app uh, app off season for you <laughs> Yeah, it's tricky trying to balance what I'm going to do um, because, you know, I have things that I'm working on that I think will help me uh, bring content to the table on the site next year. And then I also have, um, you know, a draft tool and a draft uh, simulator 
that people can use to do mock drafts that I'm working on. I have a really cool tool that I'm working on for in-season uh, to help you determine who you should start, who you should sit, who you should target for trades, uh, you know, different research tools. So I have a bunch of things going on the app side, but I also want to try to do some um, articles just kind of breaking down what happened, how did, uh, you know, different positions, what were the results like in comparison to the ADP for those positions and kind of just making sense, you know, what were some of the trends that we saw were wide receivers, you know, scoring more touchdowns this season than they had in the past, you know, were targets getting distributed more evenly on, uh, you know, on specific teams than we've seen before. So there's definitely some things like that. And then, uh, you know, hopefully uh, I can be involved in some of these podcasts we're going to have coming out. And you and I have been doing some work on trying to bring uh, video content, uh, you know, out. So I think that there's a lot of exciting things like that. So I'm going to be continually busy. Uh, it's actually, you know, I'm already starting to get that stressing, that anxiety about getting all of these apps done and fitting in and everything else. But, you know, I think we're, we're looking forward to a fun off season. Yeah, it sounds like you could probably fit two or three more things into that schedule. It sounds like you're taking it very, very easy this, this offseason. Yes, yes, but, uh, I am. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, all comes out of that. And of course, uh, it'll be great to have you involved in the RV radio projects here as we move into the offseason. But that's going to do us for today's edition of the Road of His Highlight Reel brought to you by Draft and MyBookie.ag. My name's Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. My guest today is RotoViz.com writer and, of course, uh, app aficionado and uh, podcast uh, host here on RV Radio, a man of many hats at this moment in time. It is Dave Cabin. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveCabinFF. Uh, and of course, as this goes out uh, at Christmas week, I uh, hope you all have a, a great time over the holiday season. And uh, of course, until we're back with more podcasts, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Road of His Highlight Reel. Please rate and review the Road of His Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at roadofhisradio at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Road of His Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Road of His or a 30% discount to the Road of His Radio homepage, roadofhis.com forward slash podcast. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV. The perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV. The perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event. Now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.